Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another installment of the Comics Pals Book Club, voted by you, the patrons, every month. Uh, and this month, we have the pleasure of reading Black Sad by Juan Diaz Canales and Juan Joe Guarnido. Uh, if you like what you hear here, you can take a look at our back catalog for other book clubs. Uh, last month, we covered off on House and Powers of X, which was a particularly fun discussion. Feel free to keep up to date with us by subscribing to us on YouTube or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us on all socials at the Comics Pals, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Join us live for our main show every Saturday at 1015 EST on Twitch and YouTube, as well as Thursdays, 6 p.m. EST for Pals Pulls, where we'll go over the hottest books that week, with one of them being your selection. So definitely follow us on Twitter to get a chance to vote on that. Those and times last- are in a.m. Those are but, AM times. AM. Thursdays is PM. Oh, Six, yeah. 6 PM, 10 AM for <laughs> the, if you want to further support the show um, and help guide some of this conversation similar to the one we're about to have now, you can join us on Patreon, where for as little as $3 a month, you get access to weekly newsletters and exclusive show palling around, as well as a first look into all of the new content that we're trying to put out. Okay. I've babbled enough. It was good. It's a good job. Straight into it. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Trying to quick and efficient. Uh, so for Black Sad, the book that we're reading, and I actually have it in physical for those of you who know oh, me. Wow. I'm usually a digital reader, but I've actually had this since Comic-Con 2019. And I got it signed. Ooh, nice. by who? Black Sad himself? Cool. Oh, dang. Can you not see it? Oh, there, there it oh, is. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. I was super hyped about this. I got a chance to talk to him for a little bit. Uh, it says, oh. para Marco, un abrazo. Oh, give me a hug. Uh, for Marco. What, is that? what does that mean? I said it. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what that is. Abrazo. That's what that is. Yeah. I'm a real abrazo. Yeah, yeah, I'm a bad a Puerto Rican shit. <laughs> uh, or or else Spanish. my Puerto Rican side of the family never hugged me. Probably. Never heard the word. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Black Sad is a book published um, in France, actually. Uh, Both the artists, the writer and artist are in Spain, but they find a lot more success in the Bande Dessiné. On Dessiné. Market in France, as well as Belgium. And so since then, it's been, they have six volumes out. This covers the first three. Uh, so that is Somewhere Within the Shadows, Arctic Nation, and Red Soul, which we're going to talk about, collected here by Dark Horse today. And first impressions of the character, because I know Black Sad has like, other media outside of that. So curious if you guys have dabbled with that outside of the book, or if you guys have read the book, because this is my first time. I've always wanted to, and oh. I'm glad I got a chance to. Okay. Um, for me, I'm familiar with Black Sad. Um, I was I was a big fan of the uh, in college the iFanboy podcast. Um, so I would pretty much listen to their show. Uh, I, I explicitly remember listening to a show where they were talking about Black Sad Amarillo. Um, when I was in my like uh, photography class, and I was in like the the not the red room, the the developing room. And, like I had my headphones in, and they were talking about it, and I bought it right away. Did I read it? No. So this is my first time reading it, but I am familiar <laughs> with the character. Um, and it was always one of those things where like, I wanted to read it. Um, but you know, the, the to read pile gets a little big. So, so thank you to the patrons for giving me the excuse I finally needed. 
to, to get into this. I have read uh, A Silent Hell, which is another uh, black side, black said, black sad collection. Um, and I played the uh, the Switch game, which I, I can't, I don't remember which, uh, the, what it's called. But. Tell, Telltales, right? Really? Is it not Telltales? I could have no, it was. it's not. No, it's a, it's a European. Um, I think it's like a university project or something. It's not. Uh, it's not Telltale. Marco, you're thinking of uh, the Fables uh, Wolf. Yeah, I am. I, I, am. Could, I thought right. Black Sabbath was a Telltale thing too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, under the skin. That's what it was called. Mm, yeah. Okay. They could have gone under the hood a little better. Not good because uh, the, the Switch version was. You know how people are complaining about Pokemon Violet and how buggy. And there was one time that uh, I was in a in the middle of a cutscene, and Black Sad's tie was just it was jumping all over the place. <laughs> it was wild, um, and I couldn't I couldn't make a game progressing decision because like there's a a point in the game where you have to like go into black sad's mental space and you have to like connect words to put together the clues and stuff mm. i couldn't get there and then when i did get there i couldn't get the words together they wouldn't match up and i couldn't click on them because the game was so glitchy and messed up um apparently this was only on the switch though uh because when i finally got to the end of the game i was having a great time the mystery is incredible uh and 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 uh the reviews of that game ever literally everywhere else are tremendous it's only got a 65 mm -hmm. metacritic which is like eh. i mean or you know a third party game though like yeah, fair you take it sean i i uh i think i guess it would have been kale uh i think i was i was recommended this or not recommended. I was tagged this uh, on the old version of Pals Pools where he had comics tag, and um, I liked it. I, if I remember correctly, like it was, it was cool. You know, you can always catch me with a with an anthropomorphic animal, um, and uh, you know, I, I. But I remember being confused. Like I felt like I didn't really understand this world too well, and I think I was missing context from this not that like this adds context for why these animals can talk but you really don't need that um that that's irrelevant but just context for this guy you know black sad and context for you know what what kind of world we're living in so uh for me it was pretty cool to see this now after having read what i did um so i had just that little bit of context this adds clarity to that what I was lacking before. What did yeah, you read before? Yeah. Was it a Silent Hell? I don't remember. I was gonna ask. Okay. Do you, do you feel like tonally it stays consistent? Yeah. Yeah, because um, so for listeners, this is a very much hard-boiled noir kind of uh, setting and character. A lot of that gets driven by both the settings and and the art. Um, the the first tale in particular, I thought of Tyler. Uh, you get a, an actress, a run, runaway writer, a murder plot. I'm like, oh, that's probably his jam. Who told you? And oh, oh, you mean, okay. The, 
Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think it caught me off guard because I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, you open the first page of this first story where you see John Black's ad is staring at a corpse. And I had just finished, when I read this, I had just finished having dinner. I was watching One Piece, which is super lighthearted and fun. And I first thing I flip over to is there's a murder and blood and a body on the table. And I just, I, it took me a second to really get into it. Um, how did you guys feel walking into the this first story? You're not used to seeing boobs. Uh, right? You know what? <laughs> no, no, especially not in that show. I, so this is this is my jam. Um, you're, you're right, Marco. Not even just like the fact that it's you know like 1950s style New York noir. Like that alone is my jam. But like Sean. I'm a big, like, as a kid, I was drawing anthropomorphic animals, like, like all the time. My dad, I think, still has yeah, some up in his office at, at work, you know? Um, so, like, being able to see all these different animals in it, I'm like, oh, that's also my jam. This is like if you took, you know, peanut butter and you got it in my chocolate. You got a Reese's cup here. Um, and it's good. Uh, so I was, I was really into this. Um, the cartooning work here is great. Um... It, is it predictable, the story? At least that, that first volume, kind of, yeah. Um, I think the second volume gets a little less predictable, um, almost to its detriment. <laughs> um, but that, that first volume, it's just like pure good noir goodness. Uh, and I liked everything about it, yeah. Yeah. It was um, it was a silent hell, by the way, that I that I read. Um, so it makes sense that it would have been Kale. Um, but yeah, like, this this first uh you know especially the first story um like tyler said quintessential noir, which i enjoyed um i wished it was less predictable i think the stories overall are quality the last one i didn't love as much um but for the most part i thought they were all great what struck me most about this Beyond the story, though, is how phenomenal the art is. Yeah, oh, yeah. that that's what really, really did it for me. Here is 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 this art. I uh, I think I saw that this was like from like the early to mid two thousands. Is that yeah. accurate? Two thousand one is the first story, and then it's like every two years or so they've released. I will say this, and I don't mind if this makes me sound stupid. I did not realize that at this time. Artists were doing this, this way, this good. What do you mean? In the sense that the only comics from that era that I really read are Marvel and, and DC, and they don't look like this. Um, to me, this is like we see comics that look like this now, and 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 later on in the two thousands. But for me, for what I was reading, I never saw anything like this. So I was blown away that this even came from that time and mm -hmm. was so amazing. I think it hadn't been invented yet. Yeah. Well, no, it, it's, it's, you know, the U S and Western comics didn't start really taking European artists like yeah. they do now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is Europe. And, and, and actually they make mention whole, yeah. in the back matter, uh, at least of this book that he's of the same sort of school as I think it was Salvador La Roca. And he was originally trying to get into Marvel UK. And so mm. they've mm. since followed that trajectory but he decided to, he didn't get in, he got into animation and decided to stick it out in European comics. 
And so he's continued to develop that style. I'm really glad you said that, Sean. Um, I, uh, this, from an art perspective, very clean lines, um, sometimes a little loose. And I think that adds to a lot of like the dynamics of the book. There, There's a lot of motion in this. And I think you're anthropomorphizing animals and at the same time giving them just this flexibility and ability to 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 move in quick succession and one that's hard for humans and then two you have to add in the anatomy of animals uh, i thought that was super well done especially for something like the even beyond black side like the that gecko lizard guy the creeping and slinking along loved it the one the one that really surprised me was um there's <laughs> there's the panel of the um uh, in the second volume where weekly is watching the, the Fox have sex with the, uh, the chief's <laughs> wife or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, you know, they're obviously on, on flagrante. Um, but you can see like, you know, this, this, uh, male characters, you know, backside and he's got, it's, it's like a, 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 a you know, a, a male human back like the muscle structure but you could see the muscle structure that adds to like the tail and i was i would that really impressed me kale if that impresses you i got a whole bunch of websites i could show you listen i'm oh on tumblr i'm on tumblr i don't need your websites <laughs> that's my true, friend that's true. you already know them, yeah. <laughs> i don't need your trash i have quality <laughs> that's not what i said <laughs> um and and just to summarize the the first uh volume here it's a pretty simple story uh you have a murdered uh, actress. The writer has gone missing, and Black Sad is tasked to potentially find this person because they, they are the last known contact. And he had previous re a relationship with this actress, and it ultimately leads to um, this sort of uh, what is he? He's like a, a CEO, corporate guy. And I think that was one thing of the first volume that I didn't buy like i could see sort of the the machinations working and the art really grounded me and and held me through some of that um but when we get to that sort of climax in the story i it felt dissonant to what was being built up and i don't know if you guys felt something like that i think that at first i felt like that mm. but then um for some reason i started like this started reminding me of the show Luther uh, with Idris mm. Elba. And I started to see black sad as Luther and Luther and that this world was like that type of world where people are almost inherently corrupt. And there are people who are mad about that, but there are people who are mad about it, but they want to do something about it. And that corrupts them too, which mm. is what happens here. And for some reason that really clicked everything for me. The 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 uh, police chief, the commissioner, the German right. shepherd commissioner or whatever, he he says, um, and I actually screenshotted this. He was like, I uh, I have a problem with the way the world works. And in the next panel, he says, I'm naive. And that really just sat that sat with me. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. Kale, what was it like seeing your, your dog in a, in a comic? I draw my dog all the time. Okay. All right. Into his comics. Yeah. Got it. That's interesting. That um that line felt a little empty to me. 
Um, oh. I and and that in particular, like like the moment he said, he just he it's a plain sentence of I I am naive, and I'm like you're sort of calling attention to it, and I think the conversation that led up to it made a lot of sense. He's he's like you know Black said, I'll cover for you if you know, you, you need to do what you need to do in order to uh, get rid of this person in the world because he's shitty and uh then he says all right i am naive and then the book closes with them discussing whether or not their conscious is clean because of it uh and he he then says he uh, worries for his consciousness and his soul because he's allowing black sad to go ahead and wanton execute somebody just because you know they are uh evil versus work through the legal system um that didn't sit with me because if he's that idealistic, then I would assume he would, and maybe this is me pulling from superhero comics, but like I would assume he would fight to the end to bring him by the book. I think that's why he let Black Sad yeah. do what he did, though, because the book in in this world, because this you know CEO or whatever is so corrupt and the world is so corrupt uh he says you know he does what he does because black sad is the person that can pull this off and he can't mm. so even if black sad's uh 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 reasoning isn't like a hundred percent black sad's the one that can get it done sure yeah okay. i think he's a realist you know, yeah, it's 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 he understands where he is on the the food chain of this world um, and knows who can get around it. And Black Sad's that guy. It's it's the grittier version of Batman and Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I also think he's saying, you know, I wish that the world could be different than this. Like, I wish my way worked. I wish just locking this dude up would solve this problem but i know it won't so the world doesn't really benefit from people like me it benefits from people like you mm. so i'll send you out to do the task at that point yeah okay fair enough um that first volume is pretty straight to the point it cleans it pretty nicely and i i liked it as an intro because i think the subsequent story um the Arctic nation gets if it provides the first sort of complication um, and introduces a lot of social challenges. So this is obviously in the 40s, 50s. We don't get a clear time, um, but we understand that within this world, there is a supreme, a white supremacist. There exists a white supremacist organization and they are they exist in this town called the line and uh, there's he's not pitted against it necessarily uh black sad he is there to solve a missing child case that he gets called upon um how did you guys feel about the inclusion and later on he continues to sort of get political and and uh the uh and 
was it Canales starts to talk about his own ideology a bit later, but how did you guys feel about that inclusion in this story? Thought it was a little weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause uh, it's not really like, it's not particularly nuanced. Um, mm. And then it's weird that like the, 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 what I felt or what I read as like a, an analog group for black Panthers or something like that. Yeah. Like they're actually also dicks, um, which I don't understand where, where this creative team is coming from presenting them that way. Juxtaposed with the white supremacists who are, you know, just that. Mm. Um, So I thought that was a little odd. The overall story was all right, but Quite frankly, I almost don't even feel like you needed the white supremacist race angle. I'm not like if you really pick it apart, it was about a guy who, well, I guess it was it was a revenge story because he was a racist. But you could have told that same story without race being involved. Um, And so I'm not saying race shouldn't have been here. It's just that it, I don't ever feel like it was dealt with in a nuanced way enough to justify the fact that it was used. I mean, it's a very well, American way to go about race, you know, specifically an analog for the, the Black Panthers and uh, the KKK, really. So both yeah. extremes, you know, any way you look at it on either side of it. Um, and the creators are Spanish, right? They're from Spain. Am I right, Marco? Yeah. Yep. So it is interesting seeing somebody not American tackle that. So maybe that's why it's so uh, very black. I mean, black and white. But yeah, black and white. Um, yeah. It's not as yeah. nuanced in a way. I think it's more really a story of socioeconomic issues. There's a lot more nuance in almost everything else. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, the The whole KKK thing... Uh, was almost caricature, I think, um, in mm. some ways. I think it served a plot device later on, the climactic air air hangar scene, um, because it allowed costumes and stuff. So it it, it served a point there. Um, but like we only got like one scene with the Black Claws gang, you know, like right. so they seemed kind of irrelevant to the story. But I guess maybe it was you know I got to show both sides sort of thing, um, uh, which. I'm, I've I've never been a fan of you know like both sides in it, um, but again I'm not a European looking in on you know 1950. I, I think it's pretty solidly within the 1950s. Yeah. It's post war, yeah. but pre Cold War, so it, it's it's right there. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's interesting. I, I didn't I didn't really view it as that. I viewed it more as like you know like the rich versus the poor sort of thing that was a little more heavy handed and and honestly a little more nuanced in that sense. Um. But um, the I, I think it did lend a good beat when it comes to Black Sad's character design where he's a tuxedo cat um, and he has black and white on him. So he kind of fits into that gray area uh, that the the book places him in morality wise. Uh, I, think, I think that's sort of uh, well, in, in terms of him being like a, you know, sort of a street cat. I can sort of see what you're saying. But for me, a lot of the race stuff sort of falls off when, you know, 
only the white animals are white. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a literal color thing, not a species thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. The analogy doesn't follow through. You know what I mean? Like, if it were like birds against everybody else or reptiles well, against everybody else, I I could earn. You it's know, funny could, because. We got that in the first volume, the lizard uh, bar, you know, the That's reptile right. bar. Like, so we yeah, know yeah. all of a certain species does hang together in, you know, a gang yeah. style. So, um, sure. Yeah, I, I think it's fair. I think that's just an issue with, like, why tackle that when you have all these different species? Like, there's a better way of tackling it. And it, there, there, are, there were a lot of elements of that in the, in the video game, too, that <laughs> I very much was like, why? <laughs> not that you know. Obviously, not that I like have a problem with the 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 idea that Black Sad is a black a black character. He's clearly not a black man, but you know, a black character. <laughs> but like, you know, he's just a black cat. What am I supposed to do with that? You know, what you just said is why, like. You know, look, I know it's comics at the end of the day. We're not supposed to take it too seriously. But it, realistically, like, this shit is dumb as hell. <laughs> and <laughs> it tr- it trivializes legitimate racial issues because mm-hmm. the trials of a, of, a, of a black human don't equate to the trials of a black cat. And, yeah. the re- like, you're telling me that all black animals experienced racism? And all white animals didn't. So there are some cats that are black and some cats that are white, and they're treated differently, yeah. and they're cool with that. Yeah, in in it, in it quite, just, yeah, it quite literally makes it a black and white issue. Like, what about right. gray animals? What about what about brown and black animals? You know, like, well, yeah, yeah. Weekly is is uh, he was uh, yeah he's like a, 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 a ferret, and he's like orange, yeah, like orange yeah. and white. But he's not pure, the like the pure white hair, and so therefore he's, it's, he's it's also hard to deal with purity in terms of race when nobody is the same animal. Is my yeah. issue right? Yeah. yeah, like by species you categorize. Yeah. you you uh, what is it? You're you're able you, you segregate by by the species at that point. Yeah, I wanted to see some real segregation. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but I think. It's interesting that they would want to make that a point considering they're outside looking in. The thought is probably like, oh, yeah, that's the shit that they probably deal with. Let's just toss it in there because that'll make it more appealing or more uh, familiar for people. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't I don't fit. I, I can't imagine that the idea is let's toss it in there because it's, you know, it, it is incredibly relevant for the time period. But I I can see how, you know, if you're if you're not really thinking about it, the metaphor works. But you know, if you think about it, it it loses a lot. I think because the book it takes itself so seriously as well that yeah. affects and impacts yeah. how you're reading it. Because that was the I think the blocker coming in was he's like they're very much serious about this this is all you know uh, a life or death situation the these are uh r- real characters as much as they can be and so you have to really be careful with how you're 
how you're engaged with them, how you're talking with them, because <laughs> what, what, see that that'd be a, a colored cat there, uh, uh, yeah. Tyler. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I wonder what his opinion is on this. <laughs> um, it's just a baby. He doesn't have an opinion. That aside, would you guys feel like uh, uh, did this mystery play out better for you than the previous story? No, I didn't like this one. Really? I I found it very convoluted. Say more. Especially at the end. Um, yeah, once yeah, it yeah. Gets to, I, like, I, the, up the to the end, twist. I was yeah. pretty yeah. into it. Same. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I, I had a lot of trouble keeping track of who the bad guys were. You had the chief, and then you had the um. Carrop uh, is the police chief. Okay. Huck, Huck is the leader. The fox. The fox. Yeah. And Olds Mill is the uh, tiger guy. Right. Um, yeah. I had trouble keeping track of them, and then they would go to someone's house, but all the houses looked the same. What are you trying to say, uh, Kayla? That all white animals look alike? Hey, boy. No, I'm trying to say all the houses look the same. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> He's housed. <laughs> Uh, so they would go somewhere and I couldn't tell where they were. Um, and then, so, and then they get to the, you know, the end where they're explaining the, the plot and it's this weird incest story that just like, (laughs) after a certain point you're reading it, you're going, but why? <laughs> you it, could have not. You could have just not done this. I, I think it, it to to Sean's earlier point about like not having to include race. It could have just been a revenge story about well, you kicked my mother out, and I'm mad at you about that, and I want to kill you for that. Like that that still works in within this structure perfectly. And I think when she when she breaks down. Like, there's the scene where Blackstad walks up to um, uh, her name was not Dina, um, uh, just walks up and rips her her yeah, uh, shirt open. Uncalled for. Yeah, at the and, funeral, and, bro. That was wild. And, and we didn't have context into why yet until he started to explain, and then you're like, oh, I didn't make this connection previously. I didn't see the white patch earlier on Dina, and I didn't I didn't realize how that tied into it. Um, so that felt very sort of shoehorned in. Well, and also storyline wise, like we had like some of the KKK members weren't even pure white. They were like like a cheetah, which was like a little yellow, you know? So like even if I had seen that Dina had a brown patch on her, I would not have assumed that that tracks with their race that she's mixed. Like mm. also I don't think that's how animals work. Um, (laughs) the idea of a mixed race with animals does not exist sure but um, yeah I was I was like really into that story until that like if they had revealed the wife as the one who killed Huck fine I get it that that's enough for me but instead it's this weird uh, incest gay family twist (laughs) wait 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 who was gay oh okay so that that's actually where where my issue was Uh, I thought that Dina and the mom were a couple at first, and then they twist again, like, oh, this is actually my sister. 
Right. Um, and I was like, whoa, I'm, I'm, it's too much. Okay. Too much twist. They me. weren't together. No, but I thought it was thought like a love he... thing. Like, you can't touch okay. me for this. I and see. he even alludes to it before. It's like, right. oh, you won't let me be touched by you. Um, so I was I was very confused about the the wife of the situation. It was there was also no incest. I don't think there, no yeah, she they, wouldn't they let him touch her. Yeah, right. right because of yeah yeah supposedly. I think well he was too busy just, apparently molesting children. So. <laughs> well, but was yeah. that real, dude? I that, don't know. There that, was a was lot framed. of shit going. He, on. he was he was framed for it just and uh, from the text he was framed. For it is what I got out. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Wild set of uh, of twists <laughs> and that. There's just too many things going on. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. It's very convoluted, very complicated, and I just like it. It wasn't like as predictable as the first one was. This one is a, the complete opposite direction. <laughs> There is nothing that can prepare you for the twist. <laughs> and not even I, us telling you about it. I think I think it was also poor execution to just have um, Jezebel just ramble at the end. Like the we we didn't get as many of the reveals as we probably could have, and we got in maybe the first story. It was at, at that point the end was just exposition. Like I mean, this that's, is why it happened. That's kind of a that's mystery thing. though. Yeah. yeah. Like trope. you know, that's the that's the the locked room trope. Like the mm. detective walks in and rambles for a second and tells you who did it, how they did it, and why, and then somebody confesses and you get there into the story. Sure. Gotta say though, still looked damn good. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. Like Gorgeous even book. even yeah. even that this is the weakest of them for me anyway. Yeah. I I did not have a bad time reading it. I think something that Canales is good as well is he paces the story really effectively. Um, and because we have this larger format of book, it allows um, Juanjo to be able to show more. You get more story in smaller panel progression, and that feels like it paces the story really, really well. So even though there are things that like a lot happens in this, there's a lot of characters, there's a, a lot of literal moving pieces, uh, you still get a well-told story in, I think, 50, 60-something pages um, because you have that extra real estate where I think it would be cramped if you had a smaller, was it 8 by 12 comic? I think you would be short-ended by that format. Then, it, it, it's also the benefit of the you know the European model for Bond Dessine as well. It's just that's how they do it. You know these come out for two years, so this guy you know I can't imagine this was an easy thing to work on for two years. You know each of these stories, but you know they can sort of you know to a degree they can take their time and put it together and really put love and care in it. And so by that, you know, by because of that, it can be a little bit longer. It can be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You have the space. Mm-hmm. The one thing that did bother me was there was an inclusion of uh, strange fruit from the, the radio that started to play. And for whatever reason, that just like 
rubbed me the wrong way because I think it tried to add a, a uh, like a point to the race element that by the, at that end we didn't need like we we were we got we got what the answer was we understood and now we're, we're continuing to hammer home um and it was the uh, abiel meropol version which was interesting well, marco um i typically skip through any kind of music and comics i hate it um because yeah. i can't especially if i don't know the song like i won't hear it correctly and i just get past it what's the song about is it about mixed race relations oh uh strange fruit uh so strange fruit is about lynching oh boy okay there I thought are it was about strange the fruit okay. from the hanging from the trees and yes. it's a yes. a woman lamenting about it and the the purpose of the song is to be sort of like crying and so you're you're hearing this sort of wailing and that's the the mood that gets brought huh. lovely okay. <laughs> Which is why I'm like, what the like? Yeah, okay, it's rubbing me the wrong way. What the fuck's going on here? It's funny how we talk about how 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 uh, I guess dark the volu- second volume is, but it also introduces Weekly, who is the goofy character of the of the book. <laughs> yeah, um, this He's weird fun. sidekick who is kind of pervy, you know. Um, actually, it's very pervy. Too. <laughs> what was I thought that, that was a, a silly inclusion. We can. We can start calling Marco weekly now, right? Like, yeah, sure. I yeah. shower weekly. Wow. <laughs> what is this attack on my person? Wow. Uh, for is is weekly in the any subsequent volumes? Sean was he in that one? I, think I so. don't recall. He's in. He's in volume he three. Was. Yeah. He's in. He's yeah. in volume three. Yeah. Uh, he's and, in the. He was in the game too. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, they seem to have and, merch for him too. So I think he becomes a pretty permanent yeah. character going forward. Cool. I did like him. And uh, speaking of volume three, the Red Scare, we seemingly jump time because, or at least the contents of which this chapter or this volume covers is more so nuclear, nuclear holocaust, the uh, preamble to the Cold War. Uh, specifically the Red Scare. And so um, I, I thought it was interesting that here is the here are these writers who are coming in, or this writer who is coming in and like now espousing more about his uh, leftist ideology. And you know, you get the communists here, you get artists and poets and they're all in, in, in not in a commune, but they're all together and they're 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 thinkers. And uh, I thought it was an interesting place to put Black Sad because he is very just direct and and pragmatic and uh it was said earlier realist uh how did you guys like this setting as opposed to some of the others we we'd been introduced to at that point i this feels like you know like uh the the hollywood blacklist like the actual hollywood blacklist um and i kind of i don't want to say like the era i don't i don't want to say i like the era but i uh, that is a very thing that very very much interests me um Mm. So that taking part, uh, kind of, I guess, translating that into this world, uh, I was into. Um, I didn't expect him to really go that deep into the. At the beginning, it seems like he's going deep into like leftist communist ideology, and then he just they just give up like a third of the way through the book, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. in terms of like what it means, and you know maybe Black Sad being a part of it. Um, it's very surface level. 
um, and it really meet more use as a as a plot device to push this whole you know uh, the the guy playing the cock is pretty much uh, uh, McCarthy. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, McCarthy was a cock, so that that tracks. Um, Great big one. Yeah, big cock. Um, <laughs> Just like this guy. So seeing that in it, I was like, all right, that, that that's cool. I like how that tracks. Um, he, he did a little too, like him putting people in a bunker. Like, I don't know if that was real, but um, I thought that was fine. Uh, I I liked the third volume more than the second. I think the first one's still my favorite. But um, yeah, I, I kind of liked the change of pace too and the change of location. Um, I think it was necessary, especially if they go back into the, so the, they go back to the city in following volumes. Um I think going to like Vegas and feels more West Coasty, um, kind of mm. gives it a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like he's progressing east to west. Yeah. Yep. And especially, it's it's a clear follow up too from the the Cotton's request at the end of Volume Two, the uh, the blind yeah. magpie. Yeah. yeah. Just go to Vegas for me, and like then Volume Three, we're in Vegas. I'm like, oh, okay. They they went. They did that. All right. Uh, actually, speaking of which, was kind of like a mole because he was in the bar in the second volume and he was black, but he was blind, so he couldn't see, and they like made fun of him for that. You couldn't but, see race, Marco. He's a bird. No. But he <laughs> he was like in this weird place because he would operate there, and I couldn't tell if he was some sort of informant or he, something. He seemed like an informant that was just making money off of uh, of anyone, really, that he could. Yeah. I guess because he couldn't see, yeah. Man of circumstance. <laughs> uh, I had fun with this last one. The uh, the one of the main characters in in this story, Otto um, Otto Lieber, is a renowned scientist who has seemingly defected to the U.S. and is now on the. Uh, ringing the bell for for nuclear peace and um, for any listeners, I think we I think we talked about it or I talked about it, but nuclear holocaust is a uh, something that worries me greatly, and you can check that out on Pally Around. But uh, because that mm. was the setting, I, I I was like immediately drawn to this story and to that character because when it gets revealed later on that he was a potential Nazi sympathizer, it, it it raised a question for something like an Albert Einstein, like a like a, a Heisenberg, where uh, those people were brought in to work on the the H bomb to the Manhattan Project. And uh, the thing that popped in my head was, you know, how how redeemable do these scientists become as people for what they what they do and who they associate with? Can I just ask Sean what's so funny about Marco being? <laughs> what happened? Marco mentions he's afraid of nuclear holocaust, and Sean just breaks. <laughs> oh man! It has been for a good thirty seconds. <laughs> no, he didn't. Did at least not. At least not one that I've been on. I don't remember you talking about that either, Marco. <laughs> I he said, and he said it so nonchalantly. He was like, "Listen, <laughs> listeners will remember the conversation." Like he had the conversation with the listeners, and then I thought, oh, "Okay, by pal around, surely he means the <laughs> newsletter." But then I went, 
but that's not the name of the newsletter. No, no. We we did like a thing on like conspiracies and I could have sworn I brought it up. I was very focused on Sean Sean's stuff during that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I was just You had a case of the giggles. It's fine, Sean. You just sounded so confident. <laughs> I'm looking at Gail, and Gail doesn't know what the fuck. Can <laughs> I stop making? Oh man, laugh. carry You're on. I'm sorry. Camp, oh, I I did. I posed the question. Oh, sorry. Yeah, what was the question? <laughs> uh, man, Sean Otto, just laughs Otto in the face of mutual assured destruction. <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> one of the characters, Otto Lieber, he's the turtle guy. Uh, no, he's oh, the, the owl. He's the hooter. Yeah. Yeah. He's the he's an analogy for like an Einstein for a Heisenberg coming over from from Germany. And the the question there is, um, how how redeemable? <laughs> Damn, dude. Go on. Go on. How, how redeemable a character is he, knowing his uh, his past and being in confrontation with one of the other characters. Um, Lich Litback, uh, who is who was a um, seemingly a, 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 a Jewish prisoner. I go ahead, Sean. Were you gonna say something, Sean? Uh, I was gonna say, first of all, I love that character. Um, I liked, I liked the fact that he was, first of all, I love owls, so I like that, but I, I like the fact that. Um, you know, he'd come, he'd sort of turn his life around or whatever. And I was all into his character and stuff. And then I, I don't know, I felt towards the end, it tied into something that maybe it's just me, but I just didn't care about as much. Um, the idea that he was sending these, you know, H bomb codes or whatever, or the way yeah. to design them, and I was just like, "What is this?" Like, I don't, I, I just, I don't know. I just didn't. That felt so crazy, random to me. I, I wasn't. I guess I wasn't reading what you guys were reading, in the sense that it seems like you guys got a lot more out of this than I did. So when I got to that, I was just like, I didn't even realize this was that kind of story. Like, I didn't realize he was that this was, you know, that he was going to be defecting and all that. I didn't see that coming. Because uh, the, the, I think it was Litvak who tells who tells him that the only way to ensure that the world is safe is to make sure that the U.S. is not the only one with nuclear arms. And so the answer is, well, Russia should also have them because they are also a world power. And the only way to ensure that everybody is safe is to well, more than just one country should own or have control over nuclear armament. Didn't he learn anything? I guess maybe that's the point of the story. But go ahead, Kale. Well, so in in the aquarium scene, uh, he basically sort of he realizes, you know, he he tells Black Sad, "This is what I've done," and then I think he, I, I think he realizes. Oh shit! I'm sending Russia nuclear codes, like, right. and now there's nothing I can do, and that's what sets Black Sad off to go find the paintings. Yeah, he like snaps, he like awakes, awakens. Kind, kind of a side note: Is fish are just normal fish in this world. 
<laughs> great question. It's a good yeah, question. Great question. This is like a this is like Mickey owning a dog, even though his best friend's a dog. You know, like what is Pluto, guys? I don't know what's going on there. Like, are the fish just yeah, not you do. sentient? That jumped um, out to me. I had to think about the logistics of this world. Um, <laughs> I thought yeah. the the what was his name? Laszlo, the 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 baboon guy. Uh, maybe oh, he was like he a macaque monkey or something like that. Um, but he was like a Holocaust survivor who literally hunts, you know, ex former Nazis. I was like, yeah, I want to know more about that guy. You know, yeah. Um, but also, I was like, how does the Holocaust work in this world? I mean, they didn't really tackle race relations that well. I'm not sure I really want to see them tackle that one, but. I was afraid that it was going yeah. down that road. Mm. I'm glad it didn't. I mean, yeah, glad it didn't. I, I, I don't know. The, for me, the, at this point, I'm like, ah, you know, I kind of miss the the more not not necessarily straightforward, but the more down to earth detective stuff. I just feel like this book struggles when it's trying to add a layer of like our real life horrific stuff to it it doesn't seem to have a great understanding of that stuff or it's not trying to be nuanced so it comes across as odd really instead of it being a recounting of history it's more of somebody who watched somebody recount history recounting it does that make sense it's somebody that wants to use the setting sure but not totally knowing what to do with it. Like it right. did feel like not to sound othering or whatever, but it did feel like somebody who was non-American writing about American history. Um, yeah, that can be nuanced and has been nuanced, and I've read many nuanced takes on this, especially in noir fiction, um, where it kind of gets muddied a bit in this. Mm-hmm. But again, the art does a really good job at making me not care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it got to a certain point where I, uh, not that I was wholly skipping over the words, but man, when they started talking about Black Sad having to go, you know, hunt down nuclear coats or whatever, I was like, I, I'm here for the detective, man. I don't. I don't need another Batman story. That's not what I came here for. <laughs> yeah, I was there for him stopping the alligator guy, you know, who was wearing alligator boots. So boots, a yeah. Real Ed Gein situation going on. Um, but, yeah, like that's the stuff I was enjoying. You know, when he saves the owl from the car and explodes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, the guy's giving that poor dude truth serum and he, and he dies. Like that's. That was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, "Oops, paperwork." Um, but like that—that's the stuff I enjoyed. Also, <laughs> I um, the so the love interest in this one is called uh, Alma Mayer, and she's a she's a writer. Uh, in the first couple of pages, when Black said goes to the school or whatever to see the owl for the first time. There's a great big statue that says Alma Mater. And I went, surely this is going to have something to do with it. That's got to be. Nope. No, Same. That is just right. a statue of an Alma Mater. <laughs> yep. 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 I was like, oh. Hmm. Also, like, Niagara Falls ain't that special. Let's be real. It's not, dude. 
I can see how you would be a little jaded about uh, that. Yeah, I might have. I might have. <laughs> it's overrated. Um, that is a shame. That, that I, this one was probably my favorite. I think because it got into that larger, like it moved the scope away from the ground for a hot second. And I don't know what the subsequent story is about necessarily, but uh, I like that the progression was small and local, small and local, and then larger. Uh, that definitely like a good just palate cleanse for what I'd read in the previous two chapters or volumes of this. Um, so I, I had a good time. I appreciated the ambition of it. Mm. I liked the fact that it did see him traveling, moving a little bit. But I just felt like the actual the story itself, um, it's just a little too big for its britches, maybe. Um, I don't know. It just didn't feel – if it doesn't feel con- – I think, I think there's some James Bond here. And I wouldn't be surprised if some of the inspiration is James Bond. And if you look at it from that lens, yeah, sure. Um, but I feel like this comic book wants to say deep or it, it like wants to talk about deep political issues, but it doesn't know how. Whereas in my mind, and I am not a James Bond expert, but in my mind, a lot are really about James Bond doing cool stuff and, you know, being with, you know, hot women. Hmm. Not so much about actually tackling real issues in a real way. Is that accurate? Like, it, it, like for me, as much as I love that, you know, like post-war, early Hollywood area, uh, you know, pre-Cold War, um, I honestly would have maybe preferred Volume 3 being in Las Vegas the entire time. Like yeah. a nice noir book in Vegas. Like, that. there's, I mean, sure, that's been done. A bazillion times, but with anteaters, no. So you know, <laughs> the settings there. I, I, to that actually, I think a lot of what this book is, a lot of what these stories are, are they've been done or can potentially be done better. But the differentiator is really just the fact that they're anthropomorphized animals, and that feels novel. And I don't think that's a knock. Hmm. Actually, no, that's kind of a knock on the writing because I think you can do the same thing and there could be a scenario where it can be executed better. But because of the art, it carries a lot of it. I don't know. I mean, the, you know, even if the beats are predictable, like the story still takes you on a ride. It's still yeah. an original story, you know. So, you know, I, I, I think it's fine. Yeah, it's still <laughs> solid noir mystery. Yeah. You know. I don't come away from this like, gosh, I would never want to see any more of this. I'm like I'm I'm glad I read it, despite the fact that I didn't come away like, wow, mind blown by how good it was. Yeah. Um I would be open to more, you know, especially if and I and having read at least the first story and I guess the next volume. Um, that one is in New Orleans, and it's oh, much okay. more down to earth, much more reminiscent of the first story we got here. So, I, yeah, if I if, recall correctly, the whole volume, the whole book is a story too. It's not okay. just uh, it's not oh, just it? three parts. If I if I recall correctly, and I, I believe there, there's a new one that came out last year in 2022, which I believe was part one of a bigger story. So, yeah, yeah. they they all fall down. It looks like. Yep. 
Um, yeah, uh, that was actually gonna be one of my closing questions. Would you continue? Would Would you be hungry enough from this to want to read uh, subsequent stories? I know Sean, you've already read the next one, but um, in that example, uh, Amarillo, like, would that be something that at this point you'd be interested in? I I don't know what it is about this <clears throat> this world and these characters. Maybe it's just my love for um, animals that talk, but uh, it's just intriguing and compelling. Um, and Black Sad as a character, I'm into. Like you know, it's it, he's he's tropey as all hell, but you know he's also a cat. So that, that like that's that just doesn't need to want to keep reading. And I do think the writing is good when it when it sticks to what the bounds of this world seem to be. I feel like it breaks down once you start trying to make them too close to humans or put them in situations that you know, maybe are too deep for this world. But when it's about the pulp and it's about the noir and that stuff, aces. Yeah, yeah, same. And Sean, it must be cool to see a cat that you're not allergic to as well. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. No, yeah, I'm I'm definitely picking up a Silent Hell. Like, I feel like I might just, just get all the Black Sads just to, like, have them because I really liked it, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's just it's just very much my my thing. Even like even as Sean said, like it's tropey, but like tropes exist for a reason sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm okay with that. If it's tropey, but the added twist is like, oh, they're all animals. You get to see really cool character designs, um, and the art and action are really yeah. good. That's enough. That's it. Could be even tropier for all I care. Um, and I would still read it. So yeah, I'm I'm in it. I'm in it. If there's a new Black Sad book coming out, like I'm probably picking it up. That's the thing is it's not like anything else that's out there. Yeah. You know, mm. uh, I, yeah, I think it's tremendous. This is something I want to physically own forever. Honestly, out of all the things that are out there in terms of comics, this felt more like, like at, at most like Parker. Um, yeah. Darwin Cook's yeah. Parker, which yeah. is unfortunately we're not getting any more of that, but that's kind of what it felt like in the terms of the style of noir. It's kind of this hard-boiled, kind of a meathead, kind of sexist in a way too, um, protagonist uh, noir story. I could go for the animated version of this. Word. I ge Genuinely, don't pick it up on the Switch, but the game is really good. Yeah, I want to see what it's the like. Okay. Zed. The voice acting is very good. Um, there's, it's it's more like a visual novel than anything else, but the 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 voice acting is really good. I heard uh, that the guy that did his voice uh, as I was reading this, like it sticks oh. with you. Um, the twist is solid. Like it's it genuinely, I really recommend it. Shit, I'm gonna look into that then. Yeah. It's, I... uh... 40 bucks on Steam right now. I might check it out on like a Steam sale if I see it on there. I think um I think I might dissent from that opinion. I I I got what I got. I got what I needed. I don't know if um this was enough to get me to read another volume. I don't think I have any other ones, but I'm I'm sated. Like I'm content. Hmm. Do you like this genre in general noir yeah for sure 100 mm. yeah, yeah yeah 
Um, I just don't think that this, maybe, maybe I built up an expectation for black set in my mind because I'd been recommended for so many years. Uh, it, it artistically looks like something artistically give me more Juanjo a thousand percent. I, I, I want to see this and visualize this more. Um, but the settings in the story, I don't know that it gripped me enough to want to continue, to continue even to see the art necessarily. That's crazy. Who knows? A listener might have to recommend the next volume. Uh, I, I think you would like the next volume. I when 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 Sean said it was like in New Orleans and it was like yeah. back to the ground, I'm like, oh shit! I kind of yeah, it's yeah. kind of I fuck with that. And I, and it's the whole story, right? I think so. All I right. feel like it's also very music heavy too. <sighs> oh, you right. oh. It's, it's yeah, Yaz too, Marco. Probably I take it all yeah. back. <laughs> God damn it! I take it back. You're right. I, I, they tell me, but Amarillo, that one I'll be tenuous about. Isn't that one like a cool like road trip book? Don't don't sell me on shit right now, Tyler. I need <laughs> to pay my rent. Okay. Oh my. Um, any other closing thoughts on uh, Black Sad? More, please. It's good stuff. Pick it up. Yeah. Take a chance. Good recommend. It's, I think it's, it's a good diff- recommend. It's different from, you know, your typical American comics. It's, like, it's different it's a, than X-Men. <laughs> for, for an adult, it's a great place to start with something um, from outside of the country. That is a phenomenal point. Yeah. This is very accessible for a – if you're a Western comics fan who really sticks close to that like I do – this is a phenomenal place to jump on. Yeah, excellent point. And it doesn't feel like it's translated either. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Some, every now and then there's a little something, but. And it's, yeah, it's sort of, uh, it's sort of like we said, like any, any sort of discerning adult will sort of see through the, you know, the, the politics of everything. But like we said, it's not offensive in any broad sense of the of the yeah. term you know it, it's not going to negatively impact your enjoyment of the story yeah you'll you'll see it for you you'll see the, the 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 cogs moving if anything uh cool well thank you guys for well thank you guys for voting on this as i mentioned yeah. earlier you know the patreon's the best way to do that if you want to see the next round of books uh, we'll definitely have it up within the next few weeks and uh, if you want to help guide our conversations, join the Patreon. It's the best way to do so. If you want to do so on a more frequent basis, a weekly basis, for uh, the Pals Pulls, again, Thursdays at 6, live on Twitch and YouTube, the main show, 10.15 a.m. EST on uh, Saturdays. And otherwise, follow us, on, follow us on socials, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and follow us on uh, Twitch. It helps us out a lot. And leave a, an Apple review. We recently got one, and it hit the heart. So definitely leave a lot more of those. Only Until if it's next good time. Review. What? Only if it's a good review. Yeah, tell us why Tyler likes feet. Uh, that's not even creative at this point, Marco. Yeah, well, give us five stars about it too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're gonna give me five stars, that's fine. <laughs> Until next time. Wait, Kale. It's book club. I don't do it on the book clubs. Do you not? I don't know. I'm not (laughs) on this one. Take care, guys.